Today's episode is brought to you by Yelp, whose mission is to connect people with great local businesses. They're also helping me connect with you, which is totally awesome. Now here we go. As a visionary, because you're always coming up with these ideas, you've got these, you see it all in your head, you want to chase 550 things at once and make them all come to life. We're oftentimes impatient as well. But the reality of it is, is that is a recipe for disaster. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the future of the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. If hosting this show has made one thing incredibly clear, it's that teamwork, data, and resources will be what help us thrive post-pandemic. Understanding that, Yelp and I have created a cheat sheet, offering insight into consumer behavior, popular trends, and free tools and resources to help you get open and stay open. You can download that guide at joshcopel.com forward slash resources. Didn't write that down? There's a link in the show notes as well. I'm gonna let you in on a big secret. Many of the most successful entrepreneurs I know are all following the same playbook. The book is called Traction and the strategy is called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It's like rocket fuel for your business. Don't believe me? I don't blame you. That's why I brought in the experts. Today we're having a discussion with my executive coach, Josh Holtzman, and his client and famed hospitality magnate, Dave Kaplan of Death & Co. We'll begin today with a little background on Josh. When I reflected back on the experience and reflected on what I wanted to do next, there's nothing more fulfilling than I felt I could do than to work with other leadership teams to help them get what they want from their businesses using the best way that I know how to run a business, which of course is EOS. So today I work with about 20, 25 companies in the greater Los Angeles area. However, there are 375 EOS implementers that help organizations across the world. Typical EOS-run businesses, it's industry agnostic, 10 to 250 employees, growth-oriented organizations, organizations that are open-minded, wanting help, willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable. Those are our target clients, and that's what gets me out of bed every day. Um, I've got a number of clients in the hospitality space. Um, I am a a hobbyist, cook, craft cocktailsman, as of recent. (laughs) David Kaplan can uh, share more about that uh, a little bit more whether I do a good job at it or not, but nonetheless, so it's a lot of fun to be in this space and thanks for having me. Well, and, and I'm excited to have you for a variety of reasons. Uh, the, the largest being that, that I'm a huge advocate for EOS. I implemented it in my own restaurant uh, to, to a small degree and saw a huge impact from it. Uh, it solves some, some of the foundational issues within my organization. And the book itself was one of the only management books I ever read where I walked away from it thinking to myself, my God, I've been doing this all wrong for so long. Um, and, and Dave, I can't imagine that, that you didn't have a similar experience. Can we start by you talking to me about some of the issues you were struggling with prior to meeting Josh? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, I, I definitely had an eye-opening experience uh, very similar to yours when I first read Traction. And, I was turned on to it from uh, from an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur friend uh, in a different industry, um, also in hospitality, but um, uh, importer of furniture for hotels. You know, very, just very different type of business. Um, and uh, he's a solo uh, operator, so it's just uh, him uh, in sort of the visionary and integrator seat, which is kind of interesting to see compared to 
after reading the book and reflecting on what, what we have, and I'm kind of in the traditional visionary role and Alex is, is kind of the traditional COO role. Um, but we were, I was kind of tinkering around with, with kind of a patchwork quilt of um, operating systems, I guess you would call them. Um, and, and I didn't think of them as operating systems. I just thought of them as, as various tools. Uh, and so uh, EOS and traction, really, when I read it, I was like, oh, this puts all of the tools together in a cohesive system in a way that I can understand. Uh, and, and though it didn't seem uh, totally mind-blowingly like revolutionary, um, they're all things that I could kind of wrap my, wrap my head around. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And if we integrate it with this, that makes sense. Um, and in, in so much so that you know, things that I thought were, were really overwhelming before, um, Gino puts it in, in such a concise, digestible way that I'm like, oh, we, we can do this. We, we absolutely can do this. Um, and we can make all of these things kind of harmonize in concert uh, to, to really be moving, moving our, our kind of tanker ship or, you know, at the time it was a, a little tugboat. Now it's a little bit more of a tanker ship along in, in one direction. Um, so one example, uh, you know, we had developed a dashboard um, for Death & Co. New York. Um, and so we were operating, you know, by, by the book, by the numbers. Um, but the dashboard was kind of overwhelming. It was all over the place. And just even, even the simple suggestion that these are, you know, the, the, the three to five or three to seven numbers that, you know, your desert island numbers, the, the numbers that you want to see uh, to understand how your business is doing, even that editing process um, uh, was so helpful in us kind of building this out. Now, uh, we operate all of our businesses with dashboards and we can look at kind of the master integrated dashboard um, at the top level. But, uh, you know, we have Death & Co. New York, Death & Co. Denver, Death & Co. LA, uh, and then uh, Proprietors LLC, our consulting business, and then the company that runs all of those, uh, the, the umbrella companies, Gin & Luck. So we have a number of different LLCs and a, a number of different ways to operate. Um, and so the communication structure uh, alone, uh, it felt very overwhelming um, and how to make sure that we have a cohesive um, kind of communication structure and cadence uh, that, I mean, amongst the laundry list of things that EOS has kind of helped us with that, that was really incredibly instrumental. Um, I mean, there's so many things that we could, we could uh, talk about or pick, pick apart from, from EOS that, that has been kind of game changing for us. Um, one obviously is the BTO, uh, vision traction organizer. I mean, that, that uh, having everything kind of in one place and making sure that your guidebook um, is frequently revisited and that you're operating to plan, um, again, sounds so simple, but we get so overwhelmed as business owners, as operators, as entrepreneurs in anything, um, I would say, but especially in the restaurant business, because um, there's just always fires to put out sometimes literal, often figurative, but there, there's often, uh, you know, something every day uh, that's going right, going wrong. Uh, and so many employees, you know, we had um, before COVID uh, 120 employees uh, for a relatively small business. Now, if you're, um, you know, a consulting firm with 120 employees, you're a pretty good sized business. Um, so restaurants, bars, you know, F&B, we, we have a lot of employees and a lot of opportunity for things to go right or things to go wrong every day. And the US has kind of helped us um, guide and, and know where true north is almost at all times. Josh, can you give me a high level example of, of what the what the EOS platform looks like what, what the overall vision of the program is? 
Yeah, so it's really fundamental. And I think David hit on something really uh, interesting, which is that, you know, Gina Wickman will be the first to say that he didn't create a lot of unique concepts. He read all the books, he kind of curated them and brought them together into a single system that is just easy for not only the leadership team, but for the entire organization to understand. And if you can work on that lowest common denominator, denominator and everybody can understand the organization, then you've got something. And so Gino uh, would say, if he were in this room with us right now, that he, his obsession, his love, his passion is helping people get what they want from their businesses. And early in the system, before he was even called EOS, uh, he was just obsessed about working with businesses and finding out what were the common characteristics that businesses had that were succeeding, that their leaders were saying, we're in control of our business. Our business is not in control of us. And then on the corollary, you know, those who were failing, those who were struggling, what were the commonalities there? And what he really did is he was able to boil this down into six simple things. And at the end of the day, they are the foundation of the EOS model. Stated simply that as leaders, as managers, as owners, as entrepreneurs, we tend to wrestle with 136 issues simultaneously. In other words, there's just a lot of stuff going on in business. Oh, yeah. And to the degree that you can take a step back and focus and strengthen six key components of your business, those 136 things have this miraculous way of falling into place. Because rather than spending all of our time being reactive and dealing with all the symptoms, we're strengthening the foundation of the organization. So those six things, just really briefly at a high level, and the book explains all this traction by Gino Wickman, if you're interested in learning more, um, are the vision component, and that's getting everybody 100% on the same page with the vision. The people component, making sure you've got clarity on what the definition of great people looks like for your organization. So you can go to work and getting all the right people into the right seats. And that definition is different for every organization. Death & Co's got a definition. At Proven Proper, you folks really had a definition and they probably weren't the same. Mm-hmm. The data component, as Dave was mentioning earlier on, is really getting a pulse on the business by the numbers. So it's not, we're, we're cutting through all the subjectives, the egos, the personalities, the opinions, and boiling the organization down to good, hard, solid data. So we have a pulse. When you have a clear vision, when you have all the right people in the right seats, when you have a pulse on the business by the numbers, any imperfections, any problems, any obstacles, there's nowhere for them to hide. And that leads us to the fourth component, which we call the issues component. And the issues are simply all the things standing in the way of us achieving our vision. Um, Successful organizations are just really good at solving their problems. Uh, And issues aren't always problems. Sometimes there are opportunities as well, just admitting to them, getting them out. The fifth component is the process component, and that's all about scaling your business, creating consistent ways in which you operate. And then lastly, the traction component, and that's all about execution. That's where we bring vision down to the ground to help you to execute better, hold each other more accountable, and get more done. So that's the high level. The idea, again, is if you just simply focus and strengthen those six key components, everything has this magical way of working itself out. And then everything behind that with an EOS, in the EOS framework, or a collection of tools to help you become strong in each of those six key components. Well, and I would like to take this opportunity to interview myself and and talk about a couple of the issues that I struggled with myself that I felt like uh, EOS really, really helped me with it it proven proper. Um, The the first is uh, vision. And it's, 
it is so easy to get distracted from, from whatever your original vision was. Um, not to say that there shouldn't be pivots, but there were so many things that we did in service of the customer that was a waste of time and a waste of money because it didn't, it didn't align with our vision. A great example would be that I went to great expense to create a hundred bottle wine list of sustainable wines for the people of downtown LA. I grew from a 16 bottle list to a hundred bottle list and brought in a full-time sommelier. Um, had anyone asked for that? No. Did anyone care once we had done it? Absolutely not. Um, there were so many other things I could have done with the $25,000 that I invested in that wine list. that would have brought more value to my customers, to my business, and to my own personal life. I could have gone to Vegas and bet it all on black. It would have probably had a better outcome than, than I did with this sustainable wine program. But it just, it speaks to losing your vision. And, and the year that it took to, to mastermind and execute that failed strategy, um, it, it speaks to the importance of having a vision. Also in living your core values, which is another thing that I, that I think that the, uh, the EOS platform really helps you do. Um, Dave, is anything I'm saying resonating with you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we before we uh, came up on on EOS, you know, we we worked through uh, core values, um, and we we had seven core values, um, and we felt like they made sense for uh, for Death and Co East Village. But as we grew, they no longer made sense, and we didn't revisit them. Um, and so, so so much of uh, the the influence that EOS has had within our business is is kind of making sure and really just as you said making sure that we're, we're operating to to plan um and and not just operating to plan you know but operating to to and with our core values in mind operating to uh towards our goal and our vision um you know i i say plan very very loosely a lot of people i, I think may may um believe that that's like operating to the numbers you know your your forecast which is part of it of course but yeah absolutely i i think we talk about our core values um it, if if not uh, daily, then absolutely weekly. Um, you know, we, we talk about uh, how our people are living up to the core values, how um, how we ourselves are holding uh, holding ourselves accountable uh, and each other accountable to to exhibit them, to make decisions that are guided by them. Um, I mean, that's absolutely um, all, all. We have EOS to to really thank for that. I mean, I think this, you know, this, this episode obviously is, is the, the EOS long commercial, <laughs> long ringing endorsement. Um, and, you know, we brought, uh, we kind of brought this onto our company at a very uh, significant and instrumental time um, within our trajectory. We had just raised, um, raised money and kind of this public, public raise um, on a crowdfunding platform. So we raised $2.7 million, which was and is a lot for us. Um, and we were, were very set on uh, having this be a fantastic springboard for our company and opportunity for growth. Um, and at this pivotal, mo pivotal moment, we also saw and knew that we needed to do things as thoughtfully and mindfully as possible. Um, and that's when, for a very brief amount of time, we, we self-implemented um, uh, because we did have a little bit, or I did have a little bit of experience with a lot of these tools, but not putting it together, not EOS specifically. We had everyone read it. Um, we had um, uh, had kind of a big leadership meeting. Uh, and and not long after that, 
um, you know, we, I reached out and met Josh, um, and, you know, Josh, uh, in his, um, sort of coaching trajectory or in, in their, in his process, um, does I think a, a 90 minute or, or hour long kind of walkthrough of, of how it all works, how, how working with the coach works. Um, and immediately after that, I was like, all right, we, this is, this is what we need to do. Um, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it in earnest. Um, and we need to do it with full support. Um, and that, that outside voice and that professional guide, um, has also been, you know, absolutely instrumental in, in us getting to where we want and need to be. Um, and the quarterly cadence and knowing that we're going to meet with Josh, um, and his encouragement and support. I mean, we've gotten so much more done, uh, in the last year and a half that we've been working with Josh, um, than we have in the, you know, 15 plus years or almost 15 years that, that we've been in operation. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic, I, again, I, it's, it's tough to not feel like I'm, you know, selling a timeshare or something right now. It really is. I, we, I, I preach it all the time. I, I stopped someone at an airport because I saw he was reading traction. Um, someone, uh, two of our investors, I sent out uh, monthly investor updates uh, to our uh, 450 investors. We have a ton because it was a, a public raise. Um, I didn't even say anything EOS specific, but two of them reached out and, and were like, I could tell in some of the language that you use that you guys are working on implementing EOS. Um, and then I just picked up the phone, had conversations with them about it and how it changed the company that they were working for, they were leading. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a it's, it's sort of a, a little bit of a fanatical cult because it really is so life-changing. Um, well, and, and let me and say not this. just for the business. There's an operational and an organizational void within this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, people wax philosophical on culinary all day long, but nobody talks about the business of the hospitality industry. Um, and every and the people that do talk about how unique it is, how different it is from all other businesses, as if mm -hmm. we are unable to structure our businesses the way the most successful companies in the world do. And that yeah. is a crock of shit. And with that, I would like to pass it on to Josh Holtzman. Josh, when you dig into companies, we'll use Death & Co. as an example. What are the issues you typically see and what's your plan of attack? Yeah, you know, every organization is a little bit different. Um, I'd say there are really three areas, if I were to categorize it all into, that issues, problems uh, fall into. Um, and we call those vision, traction, and the healthy. So vision from the standpoint of everybody getting on the same page with the vision of the organization. So oftentimes I'll come together and we've got six people on the leadership team and they all have six different ideas of where to take the organization. And if you've ever been in an organization like that, it is frustrating as heck and it's just hard to get things done. And all the little decisions you need to make become these monumental decisions because nobody's on the same page. And when you're all on the same page, you just make the decision because you all know the answers. You're all aligned. Traction from the standpoint of everybody in the team becoming more accountable to one another, becoming more disciplined and executing better. And 80% of problems within organizations lead back to people. You've got a people problem. David mentioned a few minutes ago core values and Death & Co lives by their core values. It comes up in conversation weekly, if not daily. And I wanted to hit on this real quickly because I think there's probably a handful, if not the majority of listeners out there that will think, oh, core values. You know, we have core values. We created them five years ago, 10 years ago. They're written in a book somewhere. 
and they just become these cool words on your website or in your employee manual, um, and they don't really mean anything, and that's missing the point. Core values are typically a collection of three to five timeless statements that describe who you are as a culture. They stem from the leadership team, so David and his peers, we worked on them together, and I held each of them accountable to give each other feedback is do they really live these core values? Because if they don't, and they're just these cool aspirational words, how we want to be seen from a marketing perspective, we're missing the point. Once that we got clarity on what our core values were at Death & Co, um, we then could go to work on making sure we had a culture that fit these core values. And that's simply hiring, firing, reviewing, rewarding, and recognizing people based on those core values. It just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. People get filtered mm -hmm. out. When you hire people that share those values, they see things the same way. Those who don't, they start telling you you're crazy and this business is terrible and I'm leaving. That just means it's working. And those who do feel fit those core values, right? They start bringing their friends in, their peers, and it's just amazing how that has this magical way of working itself out. It's just unfortunately, most folks just have these words. So, sort of my PSA, I guess, to the business community, particularly in the hospitality space, here is make sure you have clear core values and they do truly represent who you are as a culture, not who you want to be. Otherwise they don't work. And then lastly, the healthy component, I mentioned that. I'll work with leadership teams occasionally where maybe they've got a clear vision, maybe they execute pretty well, but they're just not healthy. And what I mean by that is, is there's no teamwork. They aren't able to have the conversations they need. The organization is ridden with politics, people who don't like each other, um, holding back. And when you have a healthy organization, there's no holding back. All conversations are welcome at the table. And we have that dynamic. There's nothing that's off limits. We can explore every angle and solve every problem. When you don't, you have these just really unhealthy political organizations where there's backstabbing and we can't talk about certain things. And think about how much time and energy is spent on that type of activity versus the opposite when you're fully aligned and you can say anything and it's just we're knocking down issues, making decisions and moving forward. And so those are, I'd say, the three areas in which I'll see challenges. And the good news is that everything I do with clients is aligned to help them to strengthen and become stronger mm -hmm. in those areas. Well, and it all works beautifully in a, in a perfect environment, right? Uh, we had a really strong economy. Things were booming. Everything was beautiful. So cool. Yeah, EOS works. Love it. Um, what about in the midst of a global pandemic? Uh, let's have a conversation about that. And uh, Josh, how you coached Dave through this process and Dave, how you e utilize those lessons uh, to, you know, reopen and weather this storm. So, so let me share this and I'm going to let Dave do most of talking here because he's going to give some great real world experience. And I'm super proud of the team and in, in terms of how they've, they've managed through this really just a great example of, 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 you know, staying true to your North star through all this. Um, but with that said, you know, somebody shared with me one of my peers, I believe it was a comic strip and it was a single frame comic. Imagine of a football team huddling up and seeing the scoreboard. There's two seconds left on the clock. They're down by one point. And the, the, the one little sentence there is, all right, there's one second, two seconds left on the clock. Let's throw everything out that we know in time to panic. <laughs> Not what you want to do, right? So when things don't go as planned, you know, most U.S. run companies have fared really, really well through all of this because they have a guiding star. They know what their values are and they stay true to them. 
Um, they've got clarity as to who's responsible for what. If you need to make changes, we've got tools to know how to do so. We've got great communication skills within the organization. So with that said, it's all fundamentals. And that was the first thing I shared with Dave and all of my clients, which is stay focused on the fundamentals. If you need to adapt because we're no longer in peacetime during COVID, especially at the beginning, it's wartime, right? Rather than meeting weekly and having really meaningful conversations, maybe you're doing a daily huddle because you need to get together and stuff's changing so dynamically, you can't wait. Maybe we need to reconsider our target for the year and say in this new world, we've got to make some adjustments because there's no sense in shooting for the stars and hitting the moon. Let's reset and say, here's where we need to go. Dave, do you want to get granular for me? You know, I think when things are operating well, uh, you know, you have your hand on the line uh, and, it, you know, you're, 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 the line's passing through your hand um, and it's sort of a loose grip. Uh, you know, when, when, things are, when things are kind of uh, in full-blown chaos and as they were a few months ago, you, you know where that line is because your hand was on it before, but now it's gripped tight and, and everything can kind of like uh, come together and, and really get, get focused um, in a way that you were doing it before. Uh, you were, you're fully aware and fully have the, have the know-how and capacity to, uh, to operate with this fluency as things are moving forward. But now you're just bringing your team in closer um, and everything uh, is kind of uh, tighter in terms of your operations, your communications, um, everything down the line. So some examples of that, um, you know, we, like so many people, uh, weren't super diligent about creating annual budgets um, forecasts for ourselves. We did it uh, mostly for our historic businesses. We started to a little bit more. Um, we, we didn't really for proprietors uh, with, with, uh, with EOS. We got very focused on that. Uh, running the running our entire business by the numbers um, and knowing where they are again back to that dashboard. So when everything hit um, with uh, with COVID, we knew where our numbers were. We knew how impactful this was going to be. Uh, we also knew very well what our cash flow was, what our cash burn. And because we focus on those numbers so much and have been for the past few years, uh, we were able to uh, quickly revise and revisit those numbers. Uh, to get a very uh, thorough understanding uh, in a very short amount of time about where we needed to go and how deep this cut was really going to be. Um, so that's one example. Uh, our, our communication cadence uh, that I was referring to earlier, uh, Josh is exactly right. We tightened that up and then we had daily L10s. So L10, as I know you're, you're fluent uh, in this, is the, uh, just the name of the meeting, uh, the, the EOS meeting structure. Uh, that we've found to be hugely impactful. And we run even small one-on-ones in an L10 format. Um, so we would have daily L10s and we brought all of our leadership together um, and, and sort of made sure that we were, uh, instead of having individual L10s across the board, and then our, our, our uh, just higher up leadership L10s where people would report up to it, we were making sure we were in the trenches and everyone was really communicating very thoroughly, very quickly. Um, we also, going back to our, our, our core values, um, our vision uh, and purpose, uh, we were like, okay, well, our, our businesses are closed. Well, first of all, we made, it, it allowed us to make the decision to close the businesses before it was mandated to do so because we are in the service of our, our, our people um, and our uh, guests and our communities. And by staying open, we felt like we were negatively impacting all three of those. Uh, so we made the decision to close uh, and knowing that and knowing our, you know, our, our, our kind of true North Star, as we said earlier, allowed us to make that quick decision as hard as it was um, because we knew it would, it would mean, you know, um, layoffs of 
pretty much everyone in the company or almost everyone in the company. Um, we, uh, we also through that time said, okay, well, we're no longer open. Our, our goal is to be transparent, to share, to, to give, to serve. Um, and so how can we do that? Uh, so, you know, we, we changed what our, our retail site was, offered a whole host of experiences that you could kind of buy through the retail site, um, really kind of double, triple down on that as, our, as one of our ways to kind of act or interact or, or have guests still or, or customers. Um, and then we also really focused on, uh, on our social media presence and what we could do there, there and how we could give a voice um, to our people and to be a resource and an advocate for our industry and our communities. Um, uh, we, Alex and I now sit on the board of uh, IRC, uh, Independent Restaurant Coalition. Um, and uh, so immediately we said, all right, well, we can't serve our guests, can't serve our customers in a normal way. What can we do and how can we continue to move this company forward in a completely different direction? Um, how can we take care of our staff and make sure that we're uh, for, uh, forming and focusing all of these staff staff initiatives. Um, so we offered free healthcare to all of our staff, uh, or I'm sorry, free uh, mental health uh, uh, therapy sessions for all of our staff. Uh, we offered, or we started a daily newsletter for all of our staff. Um, so we were in constant communication. And as things sort of leveled out, uh, we changed that to uh, to twice weekly. Um, we started a, a staff relief fund, like many people did. Um, we we're very, very quick to it. Uh, we also raised money for the staff relief fund in a host of different ways. So we immediately pivoted from all these things that we were doing on a day-to-day -day basis to almost a completely different type of business. But we knew how to do that because we were already in this tight huddle. We already kind of had our hand on the line. So we, we kind of knew um, how to reorganize, restructure, uh, and refocus. Can I add something there real quickly or jump in? Um, so one of the things, first of all, you know, kudos to Death and Company. They just are masterful at uh, continually engage and communicate with their audience via social mediums. Just amazing work there. But what I want to call out, something I was particularly impressed with in the last couple weeks, maybe last month or so, was Death and Co.'s COVID reopening playbook. And if, you know, those in the industry haven't seen that yet, it's just amazing to me how much thought has gone into that, not only in terms of the contents of it, and by means, I am no means an expert in this, so consider the source, but also the way in which you deliver it on brand, and it was so authentic. Um, and so maybe, Dave, you can talk a little bit more about the genesis of that and how that ties into who you are as an organization with having clarity on your core values as an organization having clarity on core focus and how you've used that to navigate as you've worked through some of your reopenings. Yeah. Thank, first, thank you, Josh. Um, you know, we, uh, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, uh, which certainly I think was a huge factor for us and, and part of my love and obsession with the U S is, um, you know, we, we went open book with our teams before hopping on board um, uh, this amazing EOS, you know, journey. Um, but the transparency needed and how it's essentially advocates for that level of transparency was completely in line with, with us, uh, not just from the open book and sharing the numbers, sharing the PLs with our team, but also, you know, that, that was kind of our approach, um, with our, with our guests and with social, um, and with our books. So, you know, we've always wanted to be fully transparent and, and think about everything that we do in terms of 
giving, not necessarily teaching, but just, you know, giving the information if the information is uh, of interest. Um, so whether that's cocktail recipes, whether that's our experience in running businesses. Um, and so when COVID hit, uh, you know, we saw some one particular great example um, out of Asia of, of a reopening playbook. Um, and we were like, we need to do this for ourselves. We know we need to do this for our team uh, because we need a guidebook, a playbook as to how to navigate this completely new and un uncharted territory. Um, and so we launched into that. It took about two and a half months and it was never a question for us as to whether we were going to share it or not, because we, we would always, um, you know, given the choice of which there always is, you know, we would always choose to share and be completely open. Um, and so being as fanatical uh, and having such a passion for just pretty things, really, we wanted it to be beautiful. We wanted it <laughs> to be in our voice. We wanted it to look like a book that you would print and publish. Um, and uh, we also want to be of support and resource uh, to our industry because we really do believe and, and we try to um, uh, walk the walk that, you know, uh, rising tide ra raises all boats, uh, you know, it, and if we can help support um, our peers within this absolutely uh, horrific kind of, uh, well, pandemic, this, this you know, again, I keep saying unprecedented because I just don't know another word for it. Um, this unprecedented time, then, then that's what we want to do. There's no question. You know, we're, we're again, uh, you know, we're, we're here for our team members. We're here for our guests, which we no longer have. And we're here for our communities and our communities is very much obviously our, our industry. Um, Josh, uh, as, as well, Josh one and Josh two is both of you guys now. <laughs> All the Joshes. Well, and I'm hoping we've sold it. I, I'm hoping over the course of the last 20, 30 <laughs> minutes, we, we've done a really good job of selling people on it. And, and you know, I, I can say personally for me, it's because it made my life better. You know, yeah. they, they, there, are no, there isn't a hospitality professional out there that hasn't at some point questioned, does it have to be this hard? Mm -hmm. and, and it really doesn't. You know, it's, if you were to ask me, like, what are the three things that I struggle with most as a hospitality professional, as an owner or operator, it would be, overwhelm chronic overwhelm it, yep. it would be uh you know staffing issues not having the right people in the right seats and the third would be profitability which is probably a result of the first two and, yep. and, and for me eos gave me a guide a pathway to solve all of that and if i can continue being long-winded um i would also like to say for the people listening that, that when you look at a company like Death & Co, which we all do, right? And we're all aroused on like a foundational level. And we're like, <laughs> man, everything these guys do is so fucking cool and everything. The reason it's cool is because they're telling a story. The reason it's all on brand is because it comes from, it comes from a central theme, from a central idea. It comes from a structured belief system. That's why the same people that brought you, like the preeminent cocktail book, go buy it on Amazon. These are the <laughs> same guys that provided you with, uh, with, with the resource guide, this open source resource guide to help you reopen, right? And, yep. and everything you do makes sense, whether it be launching you know, the, these bars, these satellite bars nationally, or, or whether we're talking about you know, Death & Co. at home. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, everything you've done, it all falls within this banner because of this universal belief system. And I think that's one of the things that EOS provides. 
I would also like to say for the record that no one here is is like being paid by EOS <laughs> to pitch this. It's just that there's a need in the That's market. And, yeah. and, and this need needs to be served. And we are all better served by being better operators. So if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what else to do. With that, I want to throw it over to Josh. If anyone is interested in EOS or implementing it in their own business, what are the next steps they should take? Yeah, so there's, the nice thing about EOS is that it's also kind of open source. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in general in learning about EOS, visit the EOS Worldwide website. Uh, search up EOS Worldwide and you will find it. Uh, if you're interested in reaching out to me and you either live in the Los Angeles area and looking to work with somebody or learn more, uh, or you'd like me to connect you personally with a great resource in your neck of the woods, you can visit my website at shoot, like parachute, C-H-U-T-E-C-X-O.com, shootcxo.com. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Um, and Dave, I love to end the show giving uh, every guest an opportunity to speak directly to their cohorts within the industry. Um, is there anything you'd like to say directly to the folks listening? I, I mean, I, I think you put it so well um, in, in that sort of um, closing long, long-winded, I thought it was an incredibly <laughs> ar- art- articulate wrap up to the show. Um, you know, we, we can do better. You know, there, there are people out there, um, uh, there are peers of ours out there uh, that have figured out that this can be a real business and you can run it like a real business. Uh, and for us, EOS uh, has been that, that, um, you know, that, that guide for us. It, it has been the, the core structure, the foundational structure by which we knew we could go to the next level. Um, and, and it allow, has allowed us to break through a lot of ceilings so much so that um, we almost don't notice that much. We're like, oh, we're just we're just continuing to cruise. Not that things are ever uh, without incredible amount of difficulty and, and stress, but you just gain a fluency in, in, in navigating those. That's Dave Kaplan and Josh Holtzman. We covered a ton of ground today, so I made sure to include links to all of the resources mentioned in the show notes for this episode. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, check out our video content, or read our weekly blog, go to joshkopel.com. That's J-O-S-H-K-O-P-E-L.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.